Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know what I missed over the weekend? I'm Bart Winkler. That's uh, Toby Altizer. And Paul Emick, our good, good buddy. Hey, buddy. Can we just keep singing this song? When I'm with you, I feel like I could die, and that would be all right, all right. Wow, you should have been in a band in the early 2000s. When the plane came in, she said she was crashing. But yes, it is about what you said it was about. I missed uh, Eve 6, played in Fond du Lac. (laughs) I only know that because I saw your retweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walleye Weekend is this event. You know, every town's got their little festival. And Fondy does a thing called Walleye Weekend at the park in the beginning of June. And when everybody in, in Fond du Lac thinks Walleye Weekend is the biggest thing to ever exist. We basically think it's Summerfest. Okay. Like, everybody knows about it. If you go five miles outside of Fond du Lac, they've never heard of it. But okay. Eve, Eve 6 was one of the headliners this weekend. And he tweeted, or the guy, taking a S in a porta potty before I rock the F out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. <clears throat> and he spelled Fond du Lac F O N D U L A Q. Yeah. Which I kind of like better. It's the French version. Yeah. So I, I missed Eve Six this weekend. The old, I know uh, you're kind of mocking that, but like, I, would, I would listen to. Inside Out live in the year 2022 and, and feel really good about it. The old um, story with Wally Weekend is we were supposed to, in Fond du Lac, have Smash Mouth on one summer. They oh, were the boy. headliner. But then after they got booked, they blew up. Smash Mouth on top of the world. And then they canceled on the little old festival in Fond du Lac. And so the town of Fond du Lac has had an anti-Smash Mouth agenda ever since. The good news is you can book them quite easily now. Yeah, the good the good news is they're dying to get hammered on stages at small towns throughout uh, Wisconsin. So well, no, they they uh, they kicked the lead singer out. I read after that performance that went viral. Oh, he's out out. He's out out now. The guitarist sings and plays guitar. Yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, it's time for mm hmm mm hmm. Paul will ask us some questions, and we'll all go around the horn and say yes or no in a very very sensual way. I don't know how expressive I can be with my mm-hmm and mm-hms today as my whole body is sore. I don't know why. It's because he ran an 8-8-40 up in Green Bay this week. I did run oh. an 8 8 at I knew you went to the title town thing. I did not know you ran the 40 or your embarrassing time that you should not have Well, I did publicly. it in bare feet, so that's okay. at least two seconds. Two? No, it's not two seconds. <laughs> But everywhere on me is sore. My back is sore. My neck is sore. My 
My wrist is sore. Don't get it twisted. Both wrists are sore. Don't get it double twisted. I'm just sore. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what I can do. All right. Take it I away. Gotta, I got it. I got to get you on my Tabata or Tabata, however you pronounce it, workout plan where you do four minutes of intense exercise. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll get in touch with you about that. All right. Cool. That sounds good, buddy. Hey, do you guys want to do uh, some MLB Brewers or some NBA Bucks? Like, come with a slash in between the two. Uh, How much- you got to start with the Bucks. Oh, I was going to say Brewers. How much more can we talk about this Brewers team? Are they bad right now? Mm-hmm. All right, we're, we're, I think we can move on at least. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> we got a whole summer of this, Toby, so <laughs> don't, yeah, don't grab win, but... on the Brewers just quite yet. Well, I haven't given right. up, but either way. Okay. Hey, Toby I'm says Bucks. It's Toby's show. Toby's show. <laughs> Toby Altizer featuring Bart Winkler, so we will start there. But we're going to start in a way, Bart, that I think you'll be okay with. If the Warriors win the title and we reflect on their championship team 10 to 20 years from now, we should be thinking of Andrew Wiggins as the second-best Warriors player during the 2021-22 season. Not just the finals or playoffs, but the totality of the full season. Best player on the Warriors, Steph Curry. Second-best player, Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. It's a good question. Uh, it's not Clay. It has not been Clay. And he, he didn't come back until, like, game 50 or 40 or something. Yep. My Draymond love in me wants me to say Draymond. Keep in mind, Draymond missed, like, two, like a third of the re- regular season. Yeah, Yeah. mm-hmm. He, he started the All-Star game, and he bailed their ass out on Monday night. So, yeah, he's been the second-best player in the series, but he's probably been their second-best. Well, Jordan Poole had a really good run. He but did. for the consistency that Wiggins has had, I, I would give it to Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Toby, when we reflect on this Warriors team, especially if they win the title, we'll look back and say the totality of the 100 games or whatever it ends up being, regular season plus postseason, it'll be Steph Curry as their best player, obviously, and Andrew Wiggins should be thought of during this season, not careers or any of the other stuff this season, as the Warriors' second best player this year. Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm, or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's anyone that's necessarily – reached up and grabbed that crown as the second-best player on the Warriors this year. Wiggins yeah. is making Warriors fans say, KD who? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. If they're saying that, then they're as delusional as anyone else in the sports world. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's no – I don't know that anyone's taken a grasp on it. I don't know that Wiggins is necessarily, you know, a, a definitive number two uh, on the Warriors this year. But some of the other guys – Jordan Poole, I think, is someone you could have a conversation about. I don't know that you could say Draymond. Like you said, Clay missed time. But even so, Clay hasn't been the Clay Thompson that we know and love from years previous. So I would think it's got to be Andrew Wiggins, especially after what you saw him do in Game 5. Yeah, it was between Bielitsa and Wiggins. No, So, I mean, Draymond played only 46 regular season games. Clay played 32. That's, you know, that's a significant, I mean, for Clay, it's more than half, but we knew that was going to come, but Draymond missed nearly half, and that was un- unexpected. I think it's obviously Wiggins. I mean, I would certainly, if I was like Detroit or San Antonio or some team with cap space, and I'm a young team that's not going to compete yet, I'd be all over Jordan Poole with offer sheets, with max offer sheets and, and all of that, um, because of the future that Jordan Poole could bring. And he has had really, really good stretches and some uh, gifts. On, and memes on the bench, which is uh, perhaps what Jordan Poole will, will be rem- remembered more for. Uh, but no, I, I think it's obviously Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Man, Poole, though, hitting those shots at the end of the third quarter twice. Yeah, he is. Yep. 
He's Nick Costos, we just talked to Nick. He still feels pretty good about the Celtics winning the series. I think it's just that East Coast bias in him. I think he just wants Horvat to be $3,500 wealthier. Yeah, everybody's all rooting for Horvat. Horvat ain't giving you any of that money. No. But also, your brother's not giving you a ring, even though he'll have six of them by the time he retires. Yeah, let's think about my brother. He gets a share of the finals pool. Does he really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you know. Good thing you got that Warriors job and not, you know, some mediocre franchise. When we so succeed we- in this business, we get we get something. I took uh, second place social media, and I got a, I got a nice company-wide email. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Probably pretty much the same... Yeah. standard as as getting a share of the NBA Finals pool. Yeah. All right, this is going to turn into a Bucks question, but I want to start here. You're the Jazz, and you're ready to split up Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and you have the following two trades on the table. And, yes, these are real trade offers being reported by NBA beat guys. Gobert to the Hawks for Capella, John Collins, and the 16th pick. Or you can trade Mitchell to the Heat for Tyler Hero, Max Strus, Duncan Robinson, P.J. Tucker, and three first-round picks. You would go ahead and do the Gobert trade, keep Mitchell, and build around Mitchell, Capella, Collins, etc. You would trade Gobert for that package, keep Mitchell. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I'm going to have you uh, – I, I heard it. I'm ready to answer. But as a, as a courtesy to the listeners, I will have you throw those out one more time. Rudy Gobert to the Hawks for Clint Capella, John Collins, and the 16th pick. Or Donovan Mitchell to the Heat for Tyler Hero – Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, P.J. Tucker, and three first-round picks. You got to do one of those because Gobert and Mitchell hate each other. They got to be split up. That's well known. You would do the Gobert trade. You would trade Gobert for Capella, Collins, and uh, and a sixteen and the sixteenth overall pick to the Hawks, and keep Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Well, I would or, not mm-hmm. do the Gobert trade if I was the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm the Jazz and that's on the table, I take that yesterday. The Mitchell trade is garbage. For who? Mitchell for the Heat's scrubs. Tyler Hero's a scrub. I don't know. Dude got didn't play in the playoffs because he sexed out his groin. <laughs> hey, he just posted with his girl the other day. Yeah, when was that picture from? <laughs> Three first round picks you get in that deal too. I claim Photoshop. And you get your boy PJ Tucker. She commented on it. Yeah, you get, she got hacked. <laughs> no, I mean they have to break them up, sure, because and also they're not winning with them anyway. But man, if I'm the if I'm the Jazz, like John Collins, remember that two month stretch where he was like that dude? Yeah, I like John Collins a lot. And Clint Capella had the same, and then you get a pick to get rid of Gobert. Gobert who. Cries every time they're down two points. Get out, get him out of there. Yeah, if I'm the Jazz, I don't even need the pick. Just get me out of there. Give me John Collins for Gobert. Get him yeah. out of there. Toby, you agree, mm-hmm, Orton, that you would do that Gobert trade to the Hawks, keep Mitchell, and not do the Heat trade? Mm-hmm, Orton. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love Donovan Mitchell. The Mitchell trade's garbage. I dude. cannot stand Rudy Gobert, but I'm gonna disagree with you, Bart. Mm-mm, no, I would do that Donovan Mitchell trade. It's not just scrubs. You get Tyler Hero, and you yeah. get three first-round picks. Now, what am I going to do with those other guys? I don't know. I might just cut all of them. Who knows? I might. Max, get... come on. Don't don't say that about Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, and P.J. Tucker. They're not going to. P.J. Tucker, for sure. Jeez, I come off as a P.J. Tucker hater. 
I don't hate PJ Tucker, but he's not giving me anything. He could be goodbye. Struess and Duncan Robinson can ride the pine if need be, or if the, if I need them to come on the floor, that's fine. Whatever. They're not going to be anything focal points. But you give me Tyler Hero and three first round picks for Donovan Mitchell, and I just have to take on those other contracts to make it work. I probably would do that over. Like I I get what you're saying, Bart, and you keep Donovan Mitchell, a guy that's pretty established. You'd get John Collins, who still could be something really special in that sort of role with a guy like Donovan Mitchell. And then you add in Clint Capella and a pick. And so that is pretty pretty tempting because I think the value in that one might be better to an extent. But three first-round picks, is hard to say no. And you're getting Tyler Hero, too. Yeah, none of those first-round picks are going to probably be anything better than number 20. But it's still... You know, it's draft capital. It's something you can do it with. And, Bart, I would disagree about, you know, your take on the, the Hawks should not do that. They need to do something, right? Trey Young, for as good as he is, is a zero on defense. Capella and John Collins can kind of play together and can kind of help some of the deficiencies that Trey Young has on defense. But, you know, you're kind of having Gobert come in and do for you in Atlanta, theoretically, what he's been doing for the Jazz, which is cover for your defense zero guards donovan mitchell or trey young and they need to do something because the hawks after being in the eastern conference finals completely fell apart so i guess i i understand both of these trades for all the sides involved if i was the jazz i would do the rudy trade get out from the gobert contract by the way in like three years gobert a center who has pretty much no offensive game outside of three feet from the rim is going to be making 48 million dollars in one season Rudy Gobert. Oh man, it's guaranteed money too, man. Yuck. Good, so good I would get. Up, I, I don't. I don't dislike the Donovan Mitchell trade, but I. Uh, I would take the Gobert trade. So how about this then? Uh, if the Jazz, this is something I heard on the Bill Simmons podcast. If the Jazz called the Bucks and offered Donovan Mitchell straight up for Drew Holiday, John Horst should immediately hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. The Jazz call the Bucks and offer Donovan Mitchell straight up for Drew. John Horst should immediately hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Well, no, not immediately. Okay. God, Donovan Mitchell, huh? Let so me just I tease you while you think about well, it not... and tell you that, that Bill Simmons' answer was immediately hang up the phone. Immediately. Here's, here's what I don't like. I don't like these hypotheticals about... About Middleton, Drew, and Giannis. I don't even want to explore them. You know, I was doing a show this week. I did a hit where they asked me, would you trade like Middleton and Drew for Lillard? And I like, I don't even want – I don't want to do these questions. Oh, come on. This is fun. This is all hypothetical and I, but fun. But Drew and Chris and Giannis are the Bucks. That's yeah, the but core. Also, but they're also – keep in mind, like Drew especially is like – Five years older than Giannis. So, again, I'm not trying well, to tell you what Mitchell. my answer is. Donovan Mitchell, people don't know this, was old enough to be a 10-year-old during yeah. the decision. He was there? He was there with the Boys and Come Girls on. Club, yeah. I feel like that should have been a bigger story. He was there. Um, so, again, I, I would just say, like, just while you while you ponder, I mean, Donovan Mitchell well, What I'm pondering up- is I'm trying to think of the Celtics series, and if the Bucks didn't have Drew and they had Donovan Mitchell instead – did they win that series with an injured Middleton? And I might say that they did. Ooh. I mean, Drew struggled. But then you had nobody running the point. I mean, you're not going to start George Hill for 35 minutes, and Bud didn't want to play Javon Carter for whatever reason. I don't know, man. I 
So you're definitely saying mm-mm to hanging up the phone immediately, and you're actually, you're, you know, you're pondering the deal for real. Well, I, I think the other thing, too, is that we always like other people's guys. Like, I, Drew Holiday is huge for this team. Oh, yeah, for Defensively, sure. Defensively, offensively, what he can create. And I, I don't think that he still gets the level of respect that he should. And for it takes a reason. level of, like, a Donovan Mitchell being dangled here to even... Because if we had right. Donovan Mitchell and they had Drew Holiday, we'd probably want the, we'd probably want to get Drew. Everybody <laughs> wanted Drew for, for five years, Bucks fans wanted Drew. Yeah. And then they got him, and then they win a title. Now they're like, well, can we get Lillard? Can, can we get somebody else? I don't know. I just hate doing any of these hypotheticals. I'm not going to say immediately. I'll say, well, what else you want to give me? And then I'll hang up. They also want to give you Gobert. They don't want anything else in return. They just also, you have to take Gobert. <laughs> just kidding. All right, Toby. <laughs> the Jazz called the Bucks and offered Mitchell straight up for Drew. John Horst should immediately hang up the phone. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I'm in the same sort of boat as Bart. It would be really tough to kind of break up this core that has won an NBA Finals and probably could have been right there again if Middleton wasn't injured. But it would be nice to have someone just in the case of an injury to Chris Middleton again or something like that, even though it was kind of a freak injury to begin with, to have another guy that can go create his own shot in the half court because I think that was their big problem was their half court offense against the Celtics. They just didn't have anybody. The other thing, though, if you did move on from Drew Holiday is who's going to be able to come in and replace that defensive stopper that he's able to be on the perimeter against guys. I think Donovan Mitchell's a, an okay defender, a solid defender, but he's nowhere, obviously, on the level of Drew Holiday. So they'd have to bring in someone. Maybe it's a guy like Javon Carter and keep him around, but he struggles a little bit trying to run the point. So you'd need a another true point guard, and I don't think George Hill gave you enough of that to think that you could bring him back and he'd fill that role. So I think you could do it if that's what you wanted, and you say, we're going to try and fix our scoring problems and give Giannis another more elite scorer than what Drew Holiday is, but there's so much more than what Drew Holiday has than just scoring, so you'd have to fill it with multiple players. So, you know, if you want to increase your scoring ability, go ahead, but at the same point, I'd be fine if they didn't because Drew Holiday gives you enough scoring and then gives you so much else otherwise. Yeah, and Bill Simmons, who made up this hypothetical trade Donovan Mitchell for Drew Holiday you know, like I said did did say that John Horace should immediately hang up the phone but part of that is then too is like the defense that Drew Holiday provides as you guys have mentioned Donovan Mitchell at least in recent years in Utah has been a zero defensively I know we don't see him as much as we see Trey Young who we see defensively as a huge liability but Donovan Mitchell has been that um, I do like that Donovan Mitchell would be the you know, seven years younger than Drew Holiday, like that's that is worth a lot in the NBA, especially because you know, in two or three years, when Drew Holiday's making forty million, is he still really good, or is that just the pain that you have to endure to lock up a guy in his early thirties who's a huge, great player? I'm definitely not hanging up the phone immediately. Um, I would need to reshape the roster first before I would just also immediately say yes. So I'm gonna say mm-mm to hang it up immediately. I'm going to say, hey, can I get back to you? i got to see what else I can do with my roster first to get a point guard, point guard, especially a defensive-minded one. Oh, I don't know, J Javon Carter? No, but someone who could legitimately start. So um, mm -mm, I'm going to hang it up immediately. But something, uh, again, it's not a real trade scenario, but this is just one for fun. Okay, last NBA one for you. Jalen Brown and Chris Middleton are in the same tier 
of NBA player? Mm-hmm or mm-mm? I would say same tier. Same tier. Oh, no. So maybe one is 16th and one is 19th. One is, but they're generally well, neither, like... neither can dribble. So that's... They're in the non-dribble tier. I was just talking about this with Nick Costos that I think Brown has been the best player for them in this series. I'll say mm-hmm, tentatively. You know, kind of the same tier. I uh, just want to take this opportunity to rip on Jason Tatum some more. Okay, sure. Go I'm just, I, I mean, this this was going to be the playoffs of Jason Tatum, and he could still have a monster game tomorrow and a monster game uh, on Sunday if they take it that far and win the finals MVP, and all of a sudden he's the greatest. But I just, I'm so underwhelmed with watching him play. He is, he's maybe one of the better players in the league once you give him the ball. But he's not creating anything. He's settling for jumpers. You know, he's, he's if he wasn't as locked in on the on the threes that he is, it'd be a completely different story. I've been very disappointed for a guy who's basically trying to channel Kobe Bryant. I've been very disappointed with this lack of Mamba mentality. So I don't mm-hmm. even know that he's the best player on his team right now. But back to your question, I'll say sure. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me just add to that before I ask Toby. Would you put Jalen Brown a couple spots ahead of or a couple spots below Middleton if you had to do your you know, your top 25 NBA players or whatever? Well, I feel like if I need oh – God, I don't know. I don't know because we, we always discredit Middleton again. I was just going to say, if I look at a guy before the game and say, no matter what it takes, I need 30 from you, then Jalen Brown's going to get you that 30. But Middleton can too. We just always undervalue – like we value Giannis. So yeah. we value him, but everybody else we undervalue. Middleton and Drew, we just we're always we're always saying, "Oh well, Giannis is an A, and these guys are like C's." Well, they're A minuses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Middleton. I, I, I've I've been on Middleton's train for so long. I'm getting off. Okay. <laughs> Toby, Jalen Brown, and Chris Middleton are in the same tier of NBA players. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Yeah, I'll say mm-hmm because they're both streaky. You know, you can kind of see a little bit of similarities in how they are. At times they can be really frustrating and disappear, but then times they can take over and look like a Tier 1 level superstar and take over a game and win you important playoff games. So, yeah, I think they're in a similar space. I think Chris Middleton has a better jumper. I think Jalen Brown's a little more explosive getting to the rim, but they're very similar in a lot of ways. And I think it's the streakiness at times that can make it so that I'd say they're in that same tier. If either one were to improve their consistency, which Chris Middleton, to his credit this year, was a lot more consistent when he played outside of, you know, when he got to the playoffs, he struggled in that Bulls series. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done in that Celtics series if he could have improved off of that. But, yeah, I think Chris Middleton, I would put a few spots ahead of Jalen Brown, but they're in that same sort of level at this point. Yeah, I'm guessing if we were to you know, draft our top 25 NBA players right now, I think they're probably both in the 18 to 23 range. I think I would – I do know what you're saying, Bart. It's easy to – the grass is green. Not only is Jalen Brown playing well, really well, in an NBA Finals, but – Chris Middleton hasn't played in a month and a half, and he was injured, and he's been here for a long time, so we undervalue him. I actually saw, by the way, I was almost going to send this to you, Bart, but I know how you don't like to be uh, texted during your show unless it's about your show. I saw this. It said there was a a picture (laughs) going around on Twitter. It said this was considered a fair trade in in an NBA 2K14. It was a trade 
to Giannis and Chris Middleton to the Lakers. This is NBA 2K14 for Steve Blake and Chris Kamen. Wow. Giannis and Middleton. Was that a tweet? In- yeah. Yeah. Oh, send me that. That's fun. Okay. This is though. I just I going- can't pontificate AEW with you during the show. Uh, fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Yeah. Steve Blake and Chris Kamen for Giannis and Middleton. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. No, so that was eight years ago. Obviously, a lot's changed. Um, I'm definitely going to say mm-hmm to Brown and Middleton being in the same tier. Um, I do understand the. we watch so much Chris Middleton basketball. We watch, you know, I, I watch a ton of league pass. I like to watch the Celtics. We're gonna, we've just seen so much of Middleton that you're probably going oh, give me something new. But I think across the league, you would say they're very equal. In the I want to respond to a tweet because I have to. Sure. Scott says, you don't want to talk about hypotheticals. Is that not like 69% of your job talking sports? Nice. Look, what I said was, I don't want to talk about hypotheticals when it comes to trading one of Middleton or Drew. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to break them up. I don't, I want, I want Drew, Chris and Giannis and then build around them. So these hypotheticals where it's like, could there be a better option? I don't want to be tempted by the fruit of another. All right. I so I don't even don't even show me. If I was the I GM of the Bucks, I would say don't. I would say Justin Zanuck. Where is he? I think he's the Jazz. Jazz. Whoever the GM vice. Per, I'd say I'd say Alex Lazary. You handle all the phone calls now, and don't let any phone calls get through to me unless they're not offering one of the. You know, I, I keep my big three intact. He'd say, I'd love to, John, but I'm currently building a concert venue with my bare hands. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's what okay. I'm saying. So speaking of hypotheticals for you and uh, your favorite topics, how about some MLB hypotheticals? Now that I'll play with. I'll play with all the hypotheticals. Okay. People Sounds people good. call me Mr. Hypothetical. I just don't want to break up the big three yet. That's funny. I've just never heard anyone call you... Mr. Big Hypothetical, or whatever it is. Yeah, trying. Mr. Hypothetical. No, you they call are... you Big Hypocritical. Hey, <laughs> oh, shut the well. hell up. <laughs> you are so confident in the Brewers' ability to develop pitchers that you would trade Brandon Woodruff for a young, controllable, top 30 position player. I'll give you some examples. These are all guys ranked in the top 30 in offensive stats. Kyle Tucker from the Astros. Jazz Chisholm from the Marlins, Austin Riley from the Braves, Pete Alonzo from the Mets. Four names for you to ponder. Brandon Wood, you're so confident in the Brewers, the depth at pitching and ability to develop other pitchers. Jason Alexander comes out of nowhere, has three really good starts. For example, Ethan Small has only had one game so far. You saw what Ashby is doing, like their, their depth. Because of that, you would trade Brandon Woodruff, who, by the way, in every in every advanced statistic, Woodruff has been a top 20 MLB pitcher for like the last three or four years. We're talking the top 20 consistent MLB pitcher. But you would trade Woodruff for one of those four young, controllable, offensive players. I just mm-hmm. don't like talking hypotheticals mm-hmm. with the Brewers pitching. Okay, stop it and answer the question. All right, can you give me, again, I have that no prep on this. Give me those names again, and I'll tell sure. you I'll tell you name by name how I feel. I'm, gonna, so I'm, I'm just going to tell you that these are all top 30. Yeah, but I want to go by name by name. I know. I hear you. Kyle Tucker, Astros outfielder. He's like 25 years old. No. Jazz Chisholm, Marlins, second base usually. Yeah, I might do that. Okay. Austin Uh, Riley, Braves, third baseman. Ah, no. 
Pete Alonzo, Mets. I'll First give base. him Woodruff and Peralta, and then then Burns. So yes, to, to, so, so yeah, not. with the right guy, I guess. Mm-hmm, with the right guy. I mean, if if I could get Pete Alonzo, I mean, again, you're trading a top twenty pitcher for a top thirty position player is essentially what we're asking here. Dude, I don't know what to make of the Brewers right now because even we just looked at their last turn through the order. Everybody sucked. Everybody sucked. Hauser sucked. Ashby sucked. Burns sucked. They all but sucked. They don't, but but you know they don't. Like they're all very extreme. Like they're very good. I know, but we thought, oh, they're never gonna go on a long losing streak because the pitching will bail them out. Yeah, but you're the same guy who said, well, when Woodruff went down, no big deal. When Peralta went down, no big deal. You can't, you can't. Flip well, that's why they call here. me Big Hippopotamus. I call you the Big Flip Flop. Yeah. What did you watch last night's game? Yes. I did. Okay. They're down three nothing. It was over. You knew it. They knew it. That's the problem. They knew it. I would say Toby. with the right guy, I would trade Woodruff. And again, like, yeah, it's it's, and I, I only even offer the the suggestion of the topic because the Brewers have incredible. Well, we gotta be pitching. talking about the right guy. You know, I, I I'm not doing I'm not doing these radio hits anymore where I'm being asked if would you trade Woodruff for Andrew Bianati because people don't know his name. Would you trade? <laughs> Roger, would you trade Rogers? Would you trade Woodruff for uh, who's some other loser? Albert Amora Jr. If you're gonna trade Woodruff right now, give me a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. Don't just give me a guy because trade rumors has him as the last article. Give me a yeah, real you guy. A, you need a real young. I'm not trading Hank the dog's deceased bones for Andrew Benatendi. Give me a real guy. Yeah. Well said, I guess. Toby, you're so confident in the Brewers' depth at pitching and their ability to develop pitchers that you would actually trade Brandon Woodruff, a top 20 MLB pitcher, for a top 30 MLB position player. Kyle Tucker, Astros, Jazz Chisel, Marlins, Austin Riley, Braves, Pete Alonzo, Mets. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Of those guys, Austin Riley, no, because I've only seen it for a season. Last year he batted 303. This year he's down to 250. Jazz Chisholm is intriguing, but I'd have to say no. This year he's batting 069 against lefties, Ooh. so Ooh, I can't have an I can't have stat. another. I did not know that. I can't have another dude that can't hit lefties. Uh, Kyle Tucker, same sort of reason with Austin Riley, but I have more faith in Kyle Tucker being able to keep going. What he's going, he's playing well again this season. Pete Alonso for sure uh, is yeah. someone that I would consider. Generally, I would say no on this, though, Paul, so mm-mm. But if you do get the right guy, if it were a Pete Alonzo and it were just, say, straight up, I would consider it. It'd be really tough, though. The guy I've mentioned out of the pitching staff that I would move would be a guy like Hauser. So I'd be interested to see what the market value would be for a guy like Hauser. If you could get someone that is still going to be a solid bet, you know, say instead of getting a Pete Alonzo or one of these top-tier guys, you get someone that's, you know, a couple tiers down but still probably the the best or second-best hitter on the Brewers for trading a guy like Hauser. I'd prefer to do that because I think when contracts come up, say Pete Alonzo keeps going at the rate he's going, he's going to get a big contract. But if you bring in one of these guys, the Brewers were able to afford a guy like Christian Yelich. If Brandon Woodruff ever hit the free market and you were trying to sign a pitcher like him, there's no chance. So that's why I have a tough time saying trade pitching. So generally the answer is mm -mm, unless it's a perfect situation on who you're getting. 
Yeah, and obviously I did frame the question, so I'm I'm the one who's just so so confident in their depth currently, as well as their inability, their their ability to develop pitchers coming up here. That it's like, man, you know, you don't want to get greedy. You don't want to get you know make assumptions that they can just do this forever and find guys. Because by the way, Drew Rasmussen in Tampa, who they traded Willie Adams for, is awesome. I don't know if anyone's aware of that. No, but- Tim told us last year. Tim Allen, he said, I. The Rays might have won this trade. I said, shut the front door. And now uh, Rasmussen has been great. Well, it doesn't mean that the Rays or the Brewers won the trade. I mean, Adamas had a great year last year. I'm still very confident in his future. But, like, that's another guy who the Brewers just had who is extremely good. He's top 15, top 10 in the American League in a lot of pitching categories. So it's like, here's another one that they just had. that They were so deep that they said, okay, I guess we'll get a starting shortstop for the next six years in exchange for one of our plentiful amount of arms sitting out there in in our system so um yeah I, I i was most intrigued among the names as i went through the list kyle tucker and pete alonzo uh with austin riley probably in third place and jazz in fourth place who bart you resonated with but toby wow oh 69 against lefties great stuff. well i got some jazz rookie cards so i'm kind of rooting on him well also he's like so fun to watch yeah like he's he's awesome oh he's incredible all right, all right i came up with this one that is super stupid but I want to open up trade negotiations with Washington Nationals GM Toby Altizer. Mm. Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and a top three Brewers prospect for Juan Soto, Toby. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Well, oh. what? Just let's get nuts. Just have fun for a minute. I say no. You you and the Brewers line say mm-mm? I, ain't tr- I don't know. All right, Bart, I'm... then recraft your offer for Soto <laughs> while Toby ponders this. For Soto? Soto, give him your best offer before he hangs up on you for asking such Oof. a dumb Soto question. Yeah, he'd probably he'd probably want Burns though. I, I mean, definitely you're not, want. You're if not anything, getting Woodrow. It, you don't want Woodrow it, for Soto. If Burns isn't on the table, then I'm hanging up immediately. That's exactly right. You have to have. I mean, I I, I hear you, GM Toby. Like you have to have Burns on the table, Bart. Because right, even if I said Burns, Hauser, Lauer, Peralta. No, no. If I said Woodruff, Hauser, Lauer, you you want no. Burns. You gotta have Burns. Oh man. So let's keep let's keep the negotiations going, Toby. So you got Burns on the table, so you're not hanging up on me. I appreciate that. You can pick one of my top three. I'd have to get system. either Sal Freelick or Joey Weimer. Yep, take your pick. Jeez, well, what am I getting? You have no pitching. You're getting Juan Soto. <laughs> yeah, I I still don't I still don't think if you're Washington you can do something you like still that. Have Bryce Harper. <laughs> do you still have Ryan Zimmerman? Yeah. You want Ryan Zimmerman? Yeah. Toby, craft your counter. Gosh, dude, this is tough. This is like telling me this is Burns? like telling me to come up with the Green Bay trade for Terry McLaurin. How about Burns and Peralta for Juan Soto and the rights to use Montreal Expos logos? <laughs> uh, it would take Burns. It would take probably a guy like Aaron Ashby that's young yeah. and that I could see. Maybe it's Freddie Peralta. Either one. I'm going to need one of those. I'm going to need yep. probably. I might need Weimer and. Freelick. Oh my God! For so, come on. Soto is a, a guy that's going to go f- probably be the highest paid player outside yeah. of Mike Trout. He's you want Ashby he, Burns, dude. He's going to get paid five hundred million. He's going to get paid five hundred million. He is going to get five hundred million dollars. Yes. Like, there's no. So I don't even know that a trade is possible at this point. It's not. For it's Soto. not. This is just we're doing MLB. Like, the I, show I, I just don't. I don't know if there's anything that you could give me. Outside of basically your entire roster flip flopping, so that I can have success in DC, that I would consider like there's no way. 
<laughs> yeah. So Bar, you were out a while ago, though. So even, like, you were, you backed out of this a while ago. You you hung up on yourself. Corbin Burns for Juan Soto the, the thing, the and reason, Ryan Horvath. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's actually it's Burns and Altizer. No, I ain't trading Toby. No, well, you Toby's get Horvy back. No, I don't care. He wants to go home. He wants to go home. <laughs> oh, well, if he Devontae's his way out of here, I guess. Yeah, but. I want to go be back with my best friend. Uh, I don't know who's in D.C. anymore at this point. I don't know. Terry McLaurin. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Milwaukee radio hosts are there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's it. I'm glad we had good trade negotiations. Have a good Friday. Is it Friday? Today's not Friday. It's Wednesday. Holy have buckets. Good... Oh, you have Rami on? I think something threw me off that you have Rami coming up. Yeah, Rami's later, and then uh, who knows? That's usually Thursdays. Usually yeah, Rami's we're kind of doing like a fan grab week. Yeah. He did the big show yesterday, and I've done Toby, every I show. Vo- Toby, I, Toby, I voted for you on draft mockery. That was a runaway, buddy. Thank you. I need my that first. Was, that win. was an easy, easy condiments draft. Oh, easy. All right, see ya. All right, bye guys. Paul Imig, joining us. Great Midwest Bank hotline. If you you're better, applying you for a oh. home renovation loan. And you're a bit anxious. Breathe like Great Midwest Bank. Help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.